How's everybody been doing? It's been a while since we've all been together. Have we all? Yeah, been? I was about to say. I don't know that we've all ever, in season two, I don't know that we've all been together yet. Nope. This is a rarity. This is. <laughs> Amanda's filling out the outline. <laughs> oh, it's definitely me in there. <laughs> I started and then immediately found something else to do. <laughs> Amanda, is your, is your, is your, air, are your AirPods connected? Because you sound very yes. far. Okay. No, I meant like, is it using your AirPods microphone? Uh, no, it said Yeti X. Would you like me to get out and get back in? <laughs> Bring the mic closer. Maybe that's the problem. Mother. F- you can see it in the, you can see it in the view. Yeah. Does that feel better for you? I'm still in the same spot. So uh, before, I sorry, I cut everybody off. How's everybody doing? This is the first time all five of us are going to be together. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Meet my enthusiasm level. Meet it. It's going to be a shit show. It's going to be fine. It's going to be a I lot of fun. I mean that in the best way. Oh, you sound so much closer now, Amanda. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, it's, I was like, it's like she's in my ear. I changed no settings. Whatever you did, Ryan, it's really working. Oh, my God. I'm just going to go ahead and log off now. So it's just the four of us tonight. <laughs> All four boys talking about a movie about love. Is it only about love? Is it also crazy? It's And it's stupid. And it's definitely stupid. Well, I guess that being said, might as well get started. We got Brandon, Antonio, Amanda, Brian, and myself. I think we tossed around doing this one in season one, but... I know for a fact this is the one that we've all kind of been looking forward to for season two. Uh, when I sent out the list of movies to do for this season, this was one of, I think, three or four movies that it was unanimous across the board. We all wanted to be a part of this one. It's also exciting because it's the first movie that we have of Steve Carell. It's the first Ryan Gosling movie we've done. So if you haven't guessed, we're talking about 2015's The Big Short. I'm just kidding, not doing The Big Short. That's coming later. We're doing 2011's Crazy Stupid Love. And like I say, every episode, I think it's pretty safe to say we all pretty much love this movie, right? Yeah. If you if you don't love it, why are you here? Good call. Right, Antonio's not saying anything, though. <laughs> Real quick, a couple stats on the movie. The film premiered uh, in the United States on July 29, 2011. So it's going to be coming, this drops on Tuesday. It'll be this coming Thursday. It'll be the 10-year anniversary. $50 million budget. Guess how much money it brought in? Anybody? Two fifty. I'm gonna say four hundred fifty-one million. All over the board. You guys are all wrong. Four hundred and one, Bob. <laughs> one dollar, Bob. What a it, dick move. <laughs> it brought in a hundred and forty-two million worldwide on a fifty million dollar budget. So I was the closest. Come on down. One of the highest grossing rom coms that was released in summer ever of all time. So I think a lot of that had to do with the cast, which we'll get into in a little bit, but. I always like to start off with a question. Is this one of the top three romantic comedies in the last 20 years? (laughs) You know what? The answer is yes. Oh, (laughs) let me give you some. She don't don't need your options, homie. She's already declared it. Listen, I ask for options every week. And this week I didn't ask for them. So don't challenge my answer. (laughs) 
<laughs> or she'll never answer again. Yeah. Amanda says, son of a bitch, I'm in. Yes, it is. Let me give you some let me give you some options. My big fat Greek wedding, the big sick, crazy rich Asians, forgetting Sarah Marshall, the holiday, how to lose a guy in 10 days, and then one of my personal favorites, serendipity. Mm. There's a bunch of good romantic comedies in the last 20 years. Do I think it's in the top three? I absolutely believe it's in the top three. What say you, Antonio? Sure. If you say 10 years, the answer is 100% yes. Top one, two. Oh, yeah. Potentially, but yeah. early 2000s was a, uh, you got all the hits in the early 2000s. I kind of feel like the, two, the aughts decade was a time for romantic comedies. And like I said in a previous podcast, I kind of feel like it takes two or three years for movies to start feeling like that particular decade. I almost feel like since this movie came out in 2011, it kind of goes into that. It feels like it's part of that first decade because it's so good. I'd probably say it's the last one of that first like go around. Whereas in the last 10 years, there's a big gap like from from 2012 to 2018. It feels like it's just, you know, saturated with Marvel movies. We've kind of gone away from the romantic comedy. So that's why I grouped it into the last because for the last 10 years, Obviously, it is. Last 20, I think it's a little bit harder to decide because it might be on that edge for some. Brandon, Dow, what do you think? I mean, there's some, there's, there are some really good ones out there that I was just thinking about. Um, uh, Couples Retreat uh, also mm. has a pretty big uh, ensemble cast. That movie is so funny to me. I, it's, it stops me every single time it's on TV and I watch the whole thing. Yeah, I think actually when we were in Padre, it came on. And I think that's what I did with one of my days was watch Couples Retreat. Oh, that was what that movie was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that movie was. Not in Antonio's um, top three. <laughs> yeah, not in Antonio's top three. Uh, Wedding Crashers, uh, Hitch. Um, I don't know. It's very – this. I like this movie. I really like this movie, but I don't know if it is a – There were there's a lot of good rom-coms out there. I don't know if it's top five. Dale, what about you? What you think? Top three, maybe not top five, probably like um, I, the, the two that Brandon said were definitely two of my go to's as well. Like Wedding Crashers hits on so many different levels and so does Hitch. And I, I can see Hitch being considered a romantic comedy. Do you consider Wedding Crashers a romantic comedy? I was debating it. I was going back and forth, um, but I, I'm, I have to consider it a romantic comedy. It's teetering on that line. Because the last 35, 40 minutes completely becomes more of that rom-com kind of layout of structure of a story. I, I would say that this movie also kind of teeters the rom-com genre. Because it's not your typical rom-com formula. It's a couple that fell apart and have to find each other. And there's other roms along the way. But comms throughout. <laughs> Brandon, why do you love this movie? <laughs> I can't quite place uh, my finger on why I love this movie so much. I think that it's so funny. Um, and you almost... I think the the ROM part of this takes a backseat almost to just how many funny moments this movie. It's a really well-written movie. It's a well-acted movie. Um, everybody in it is is really good. I mean, what about you? You, without question, said, yes, it's in my top three. Why do you love this movie? I like the big twist at the end. It makes the whole movie worth it. 
Um, I like that. I like whenever stories are intertwined. That's a big hit with me. And I like the cast. The cast is amazing. Or how can you see that cast and not want to see the movie? But I have I got a movie for you then, Amanda. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Those kind of feel in the same genre of um, like he's just not that into you. Mm. And New Year's Eve or whatever that other holiday. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, Love Actually, the original one of those. Where all the stories kind of just sure end up connecting in some way. Crash. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a best picture winner. Yep. Uh, let's get into the casting. I do believe that the casting is incredible. Yeah, one of the most star-studded casts we've had that we've actually talked about. Uh, we have three Oscar winners in Emma Stone, Julianne Moore, and who was the third one? Marissa Tomei. And Marissa Tomei. Oh, my God. My favorite one of them all. Uh, two Oscar nominees in Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling. I really think Steve Carell needed this movie to be a hit in order to ensure that him leaving the office wasn't going to be a huge mistake because prior to this movie, the movies he had done were Date Night in 2010, Despicable Me 2010, which I guess is great, but it's animated. It doesn't really show him. And then Dinner for Schmucks, which kind of sucked. And then he had this one. So I think it was like really important that this movie not suck. Same could be said for also for like Ryan Gosling. Because with him, prior to this, he did Blue Valentine, which critically acclaimed. All the Good Things, which was kind of a miss. And then Drive, which is like the incredible modern cult classic. This definitely showed off his range. So I think it was really, really important that these two really shine through in this movie. And I really do think that they did. Date night was good. I didn't mind date night. I liked it. I liked date night too. I just don't think, I think Dinner for Schmucks sucked. And I think that's because your boy just was kind of mailing it in there. Have you seen Dinner for Schmucks, Antonio? Never heard of her. (laughs) It's with your boy, um, Paul Rudd. Not going to go out of my way to see it. Um, cast. How do y'all feel about the cast? I know Amanda. You already said it was incredible. I think I, I think I also said that it was. Uh, it, this is a really good cast. You know, you get these ensemble movies where they bring in a bunch of names, and um, it just seems to work a lot more often than it doesn't. Uh, and I definitely think that it worked here. Yeah, for ensemble casts, it's it's weird because while there obviously are a bunch of big names, this didn't feel as ensemble as some of those other movies. But yeah, I think the main thing is the chemistry between any two duos was incredible. So like you see like Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling, obviously you see like Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, obviously and Julianne Moore's moments with all of them too. Like every, every, every duo seemed to connect. Antonio, you, any particular like member of the cast, you really, really like was just like, I'm, so happy. I'm I'm watching this movie because this person's in that movie. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and fun fact, Kevin Bacon and Ryan Gosling, distant cousins. Mm. Oh, I thought you were going to say this was like a sequel to, to Footloose. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Is there anybody that we'd want to replace or would rather have seen a different actor play a different part? No. <laughs> I, you know, Steve Carell plays the awkward everyday man uh, really well, but it was hard. It's hard for me to watch him after the transformation uh, to going to being this ladies man. Like, 
I, I was looking at this movie earlier and I was like, do women really want to fuck Steve Carell? Yes. The answer is yes. Oh my God. And that, that's the same <laughs> thing that I was told in my house too, is that yes, <laughs> women do want to fuck Steve Carell. In everybody's house, Brandon, apparently. <laughs> I'll say, I've said it once. I'll say it again. The nose plays. <laughs> I, I found it believable. I mean, not as believable as like him being that softer everyday or every man, but like, yeah, I could totally see him picking up women at the bar every night like that too. Is it me or does Steve Carell have the same effect that Robin Williams could have in a dramatic scene where, where your heart breaks for them when they say a particular line or they go a particular place? And and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but there's like one particular scene in, in that I'm thinking of that comes to mind. And that's when he's on the phone outside the house looking in and seeing Julianne Moore or Emily calling him for no. I mean, just just to hear his voice, basically. And when she's when he's basically repeating back, um, I'm, I'm always here or something along those lines, you can kind of see the look in his eye. There's like a vulnerability that only like just always reminds me of like the Robin Williams character, someone who's super funny, but when they do a dramatic role, it just, your heart breaks when it doesn't go right for them. I don't know. I I just, I don't know if anyone else gets that. No, I definitely get that. And I think that's that. I think that has to do with how you traditionally or how you, how you really see that, how you see that person. Robin Williams is a great example because you see him in funny roles more than you see him in dramatic roles. I think uh, Will Smith has that same uh, mm. same effect. Your heart breaks for Will Smith's character in um, God. What is um, Pursuit of Happiness? Pursuit, Pursuit of, of Happiness. Yeah, absolutely. When he's, when he's on the bathroom floor crying with his son, like, but you know, you think of Will Smith and you know, you Welcome to Earth, and you you think of <laughs> you know action or comedy, but you know, I think when you see an actor that you interpret as a in a primarily in a primary role and then they do something dramatic i think it has a real effect um it's really powerful oddly enough no oscar noms for this but ryan gosling was nominated for a golden globe but as an actor in a leading role not as supporting so maybe that had something to do with it and it came out in the summer so normally those movies don't but what do you guys remember the first time you saw this movie like what sticks out i was gonna say in terms of what like what do you remember thinking after the first time you saw this movie, like, oh my God, like for me, I was like, wow, that was an incredible twist, but it's not the same twist that Brian thinks is. Our twists are completely different. Okay. Someone differentiate the two twists. Emma Stone is, um, Nana. Right. But you don't know that. So with Emma Stone's character, I kept thinking the entire time, Obviously, she has to be involved with them somehow or another. She wasn't going to be just essential to the Jacob character. The twist to me was when Marissa Tomei opens the door for their son's parent-teacher conference. I was like, oh, shit. It's a great scene. What a great scene. It's a great scene, but I don't feel like that was a twist. That to me was more of a twist than the Emma Stone being Nana. Hannah Nana. I like how they I like how they explained that she couldn't say her H's when she was a child. That that was that was cute. Antonio, what do you remember after the first time you saw this movie? What did, what did you take away from it? What did you think about it? I took away that I should watch the whole movie. Go on. Every time I've seen this movie, I always jump in where during the backyard brawl. So oh, you always catch like the last forty five <laughs> minutes of the movie. Yep. So never under never ha- before this watch. 
had no clue what led up to it. Oh my God, that's crazy. Like the whole David Linhagen thing. Like, that's yeah. crazy. David Linhagen. Yeah. David Linhagen. <laughs> and then he takes off his ring so he can't be charged with murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, what I took away from this movie, and it's one of the things that I love about comedies, is repartee. Like the repartee in this movie is fantastic. So when we talk about our favorite scenes, like those are always my favorite scenes are the just the quickness back and forth between characters. You know, like when you see Jacob meet Nana for the first time and they're just back and forth, like, are you a lawyer? Like kind of. And he's like, objection. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. when Jacob meets Steve Carell for the first time, like their repartee, like he's basically berating him. And he's like, I don't have to take this. He's like, sit down, Cal. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, 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 the, the repartee in, in this movie, it's, it's what I loved about bridesmaids. And like, for me, like the best comedies are one with fantastic repartee, like anything Vince Vaughn's in with his repartee is fantastic. The, the puns were great. Like may I approach the bench, deliver my closing yeah. argument. Everything yeah. was just so like, and then she's like, I'm going to go home. And he's like, oh, that's a bit forward, but okay, I'll drive. <laughs> Brandon, what about you? What about the first time you saw this movie? The first time that I saw this movie, actually, I, for some reason, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about one character in particular, um, because she's just so fucking beautiful. I, I, you know, uh, Annalee Tipton, because she's on America's Next Top Model. Uh, For some reason, she just, she sticks out. She's tall. Um, She's a minor character, but she's really... It, it's yeah. it's just so awkward and, and the babysitter um, her it was it's it, her name I guess she had cha- she changed her name over the years to just Leo but um, it's uh because they are non-binary oh okay I didn't know that so I didn't even I did not know that but um yeah she's she stuck out to me um, more than anything else in the movie I mean that, I remember her standing out to me for some reason because I didn't know who she was prior to this movie honestly I can't remember. The first time I saw this movie, I'm sure it was with you. Gasp. It was. It was with me. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I remember. I bought it without seeing it and we popped it in and we, we reminisced about our first date, which is very yeah, yeah, much. Let's get to that later. I can't wait to hear this story. <laughs> when I saw that on the outline, I'm like, I salivated. I was like, I can't wait for this story. Oh, what? What? Oh, yeah. That's why you should have to read the outline, Amanda. That's why you got to read the outline. I had emergency today. I'm going to have an excuse every week. She had emergency all day today. I work today, fucker. That's fine. Good good fucker. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like the first date all over again. I also want to go back and point out that we actually have done a Steve Carell movie, and we talked about his transition into serious roles already. Which one did we do? Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, wow. my gosh. That was this season. Oh, wow. now we got to start all over. Nope. Not, <laughs> that's just going to be one of Who those things. Who listens where- to their own podcast and none of us? <laughs> <laughs> the true listeners are going to be like, this motherfucker yeah. doesn't even get it right. I completely forgot about that. Maybe I was just thinking about last season, but. It just makes your take inaccurate. But also, if you if you think about it, that's a huge gap between movies. Like between six well, I mean, and two thousand and ten and eleven, like I understand you're still doing the office, but your ability, like, hey, I was great in this film, and I'm not picking up really anything after that. He was doing a lot of comedy movies, which takes away from the seriousness of his roles or the seriousness of Little Miss Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, technically, this could be considered a comedy too, but it just has a lot. He plays a, like a, a heartbroken character with a lot of depth, so it's not. 
he doesn't come across as a comedic part in this movie. Well, and well, I'll also say this, like in this movie, he, he carries it more than little miss sunshine. I guess there wasn't really a primary character in little miss sunshine. I mean, there are, they're all kind of primary, but like, it was my character, Richard. <laughs> it was your character. Right? <laughs> but in this movie, he's definitely one of two. Right. Right. Which changes the, the narrative. Um, you know, like it's one thing to be part of like an, an ensemble ensemble. And this is like, he's one of two. So speaking about my character, who are we in this movie? Brandon, who's Antonio in this movie? God, who who is Antonio? Antonio's <sighs> Antonio, are you are you David Lindhagen? <laughs> <laughs> That's who I thought you were gonna go with. <laughs> you you son of a bitch. You did exactly what I thought you were gonna do. <laughs> you know what you've done, Antonio. You're David Lindhagen. <laughs> what? Wow. If Anto- Antonio's like, there's weakness in this relationship. I must pounce. <laughs> my, it's my turn to bloom, motherfucker. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> Gotta bloom. <laughs> Amanda, who am I? Um, you are definitely Cal. What? Mm. I really thought you were going to say I'm Jacob. <laughs> I'm not Jacob. I gave you a nice one this time, and you still don't love it. I do love it. I love the fact. I I definitely I can see that, and I appreciate that. Real quick, one of my questions for later was going to be if uh, how when Jacob approaches the ladies at the bar, if that's how Ryan approached the man and swooned her. Mm, no, don't worry. We're going to get the full story later, Antonio. <laughs> the full full story. Dow, you know who you are in this movie. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You I never know who I am in any story. story. He's Robbie. <laughs> am I Robbie? <laughs> no. There's one particular scene where I was like, that's a Dow thing. And that's when Robbie is meeting David Lindhagen for the first oh, time yeah. in his mom's <laughs> office. And he's just like staring at him and yeah. staring at him. So yeah. you're the one that broke up my parents. Like that yeah. would be you. You would just be like, so you did this. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and then, then put the picture. No. And then mommy. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get Chinese food? Can we get Chinese food? Is it because he asked for Chinese food? No, <laughs> dick. He's a mix between Liz and jo- and Robbie. But I don't know how you can be both ooh. of those. Why'd you choose Liz? Because she's Asian? No, because he that, encourages you to live your best life. That's, that's actually, that's, yeah. That was actually my, initially I had Liz, but I want to talk about, I get, you know what? I probably should have done it, but I want to save Liz. And yes, you're, you're very much like Liz, but I want to save that for a different category. <laughs> yeah, who's Brandon? So from everything that I've gathered about Brandon, because obviously Brandon and I have never met, um, except on two podcasts. Have we done two together, Brandon? I think it's two. Yeah, this should yeah. be our third. Okay. So I picked Robbie because from everything that I've gathered from what y'all said, like, <laughs> yeah. like Brandon's like brave in a lot of ways. And what Robbie does is like, I mean, this man knows what he wants and he goes after it. Yeah. And that's like also, he's also susceptible to being caught. I was going to (laughs) say. Okay. That's information that I didn't have in my, in my, in my repertoire. (laughs) But that's why I picked uh, Robbie for Brandon because I feel like, like, he's, he's like a go with his heart kind of guy. Antonio, who's Amanda? Uh, I was going to say she was Liz. Oh, because she's Asian. (laughs) (laughs) But I also feel that 
she would encourage her best friends not to live boring lives. Yeah. Yeah. She lived vicariously through someone. She, she encouraged Amy to put that bet down on the roulette table. She was going to do that anyway. No, she was. Well, she was, she wasn't going to go by herself and I'm glad you went with her because like, because y'all want a lot of money. Dollar dollar bills. Y'all. Yeah. (laughs) Should we tell the story? Tell the story right quick. Go for it. Okay. So, for the first night, we were there two days. First night, we pull out $1,000, and my wife hits a straight flush on three-card poker with $15 and wins 650 Meanwhile, I'm at the craps table just getting hammered. Like, I lose, I don't know, six $700 in, like, the bleak. Like, I come back, and they're like, have you gone to play yet? And I was like, yeah, I already lost it all. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, then, and then... And then the next day we have like, I don't know, $400 of a thousand left. So I'm like, all right, let's pull out one more thousand and we'll play. And then by the end of the day, we were, we only had 900 left. So me and Amy have this tradition of when we have money like that, we go put it on a third on roulette because you win two to one. So with a $900 bet, you would win $2,700 and she really didn't want to go by herself. But I hate that stuff. I'm like, I don't want to look at it. I can't even look at it. And luckily now I have a baby. So I have an excuse. I'm like, kid can't go on a casino floor. And so Amanda's like, I'll go with you. And then they go and like, they're gone for like 15, 20 minutes. And in my head, I'm like, we won. (laughs) (laughs) And she comes back and she's like, we like, she's just so excited. Screaming. Screaming. Yes. She walked in, put her dick on the table in front of a table full of men and then left. (laughs) And and to even show how much more big dick energy she has, she looks at him and she's like, don't follow me to my car. <laughs> she said, I'm going home. No one follow me. <laughs> As she's holding a, a little canister of baby puffs. That's right. That's right. She, she had her can of puffs with the baby's puffs. With her. So you could upgrade them anyway. New Balance shoes, bro. Mm. Liz. They'll get the 508s. What, what? Are New Balance that the greatest make- dad shoes ever or those Skechers? Oh, it's, it's New Balance. Oh, yeah. It's New Balance. Yeah, I'm actually that. scoping a pair of New Balances. I love New Balance. Those are my shoes of choice, man. 19-year-olds wear them now. Really? That's again. so disheartening. <laughs> um, we do this every time. Let's do a little plot summary. Let's let's run through the movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on Amazon Prime right now. It's not free. Three bucks. Rent it. It's a lot of fun. Take it away, maestro. So speaking of New Balance, we find out that wearing those to... Date night is a surefire way to get your wife to ask you for a divorce. Too bad they weren't Kawhi's. <laughs> Luckily for a guy, Cal, though, it's not cancer. Though his fashion choices get the 17-year-old babysitter going, he's scaring off the hoes at Jacob's bar. Though my guy could still get it, the pickings are slim and prompting him to help Cal get over his divorce. He helps him run up his credit card for a complete makeover and becomes his Mr. Miyagi. Cal soon is sleeping with nine women, including his horny son's English teacher. Jacob gives Cal the Miyagi nod of approval, but soon he leaves his player ways when a beautiful redheaded Hannah leaves her fuckboy dude, comes his way, and gets him to talk about his feelings. Hannah, though, is Cal's daughter, leading to a fun backyard fight between Cal, Jacob, Bernie, the babysitter's father, and David Lynn the home Hagen. <laughs> no, no, that's perfect. That was that's perfect. perfect. I was yeah. hoping. Yeah, go for it. Uh, the homie that banged Cal's wife. Everyone goes their separate ways until Cal's kid, Robbie, has a depressing 8th grade valedictorian speech. Cal steals the kid's thunder and says some stuff about love. There's some reconciliation between the impacted parties. 
most importantly, Robbie gets some spank bank material from babysitter Jessica to get him through high school, where he hopes to look more like his father, so he can make him not Jessica and her his. And that is Crazy Stupid Love. So as we always do, we always go through our most important favorite scenes uh, in the beginning, middle, and the end of the movie. Um, Dow, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, sure. So I already kind of touched on it, but my favorite scenes are the first interactions with Jacob, with Hannah and Cal at the bar. I think it just sets like a great tone for the movie of like, this is going to be funny and it's going to be quick and like, you're going to have to kind of pay attention. But like, again, the repartee and like the, the timing between everybody is just so great in those scenes. And it's so believable. The look on Emma Stone's face, it just, you can light up a room with it. It's so good. And I love their back and forth. Who had the opening Cal rolling out? Who wrote that? There's no name by it. Oh, God. No, that's me. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> you know what? I did write that. I don't know why I didn't put my name next to it. Uh, yes, no, the whole, the whole first, I guess, 20 minutes of the movie is, uh, I feel like, really just sets the tone for it. But uh, my highlights are. <laughs> Uh, Cal uh, rolling out of the car because um, <laughs> it's just such a like you know in what world is that a react like I understand he just wanted to get away from it at that point and the car was moving so he just jumps out of the car uh, but you know it, that's just such a real reaction I feel like just you you have to get away from that situation at that point uh, but it's also a funny moment do you think Nick will ever do that with us when we force him to listen to Swift on the drive back? <laughs> One of these or days, if you're going slow enough, we're pulling up to a stop sign. Nick may throw himself out of the car. Uh, and then, you know, the other the other part that really stood out to me was Robbie getting caught jerking it. I mean, who amongst us has not been caught before? I lived with Dow, so... <laughs> <laughs> and we shared a wall. And we shared a wall. <laughs> so a lot was caught. Yeah. Wow. Maybe not seen, but definitely <laughs> caught. You're right, though, Brandon. That that opening, like, five, ten minutes, whatever it is, of just, you get the new balance, then awkward conversation, falling out of a car, jerking it, more awkward conversation. It's it's pretty good. I was going to put that, but then I saw someone else put it, and I was like, damn it. Uh, Amanda, did you have one, your favorite opening scene? Um, none that haven't already been mentioned. I really like the introductory scenes with Cal at the bar between Emma Stone, or not with Cal. With Jacob? With Jacob at the bar. Um with Emma Stone and with uh, Steve Carell. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which episode it was, but it was definitely in season one. We were talking about creepiness. Was Jacob being creepy with his first encounter with Hannah, Nana? I don't think so. You didn't find that creepy? Just the. No. He was definitely very forward. He's got hot guy bias. Yeah. So like you can't be, you can't be an ugly dude and do that. So Chris yeah. Rock has a bit about that, about Clarence Thomas and like how <laughs> if Clarence Thomas looked like, like, I don't know who he said, let's just say Red Fox or something like, you know what I mean? Like that would have been sexual harassment all day, every day or like whatever. But if it's someone hot, they're like, oh, Clarence, you crazy. <laughs> that guy fucks. I mean, he's definitely very aggressive and forward and it could have been read that way, especially when she's like, I'm going home. And he's like, oh, that's very forward of you. Should we take my car or yours? Yeah. It's like, you've been drinking, I'll drive. <laughs> Does anybody remember what movie I'm talking about from season one off the top of my head? That's like, we were talking about like, oh no, that's, oh, uh, it's super, it's super cute or super nice. And everyone was like, Ryan, that's creepy. Oh, I don't oh remember the it. American president. 
he was not even being forward, and y'all were like, man, he's being creepy. This dude was wanting to like. I don't remember fuck. which one that was, but also you have to remember that Ryan Gosling walked up to the table, introduced himself, and then proceeded to compliment the friend before hitting on the other girl. I think it's also a thing of like rules of engagement. Like this is a bar. Yeah. Like okay. that too. You know, like you're asking for time it and place. Yeah. Well, oh my god, not your <laughs> no, we can do that. It was oh a joke. God. Just a joke. Just a joke. Edit that out. <laughs> but no, leave that in place. I'm gonna. And then it's 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 time and place, right? Like if you're at a PTA meeting, maybe that's not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, when you're at a bar, you're opening yourself up to those opportunities. Yeah. I have a question, I guess, for uh, the couples in in this thing. So you guys are getting a divorce. You, that scene where Bernie comes in with the Macy's bag and is like, I can't be <laughs> friends with you anymore. <laughs> do so you depressing. have, do, yeah, that was super depressing, but do you guys have a set of friends? Like who, who gets you guys in a divorce? Ryan, who would get you in a divorce? That's Dow. Dow would be my John Carroll Lynch. He would come in and be like, Amy listen. says we can't be friends. Yeah, anymore. exactly. I was, I was about. To, I thought you were going to say it the other way, and I'm like, listen, I got to talk to my wife before we take any sides on this, dude. Like, <laughs> I can't promise you that you and I are going to go on golf trips anymore. I'm sorry. We got to hear like, the facts. We need a babysitter when we go gambling, and <laughs> and unfortunately, CC's going to go with Amanda. So yeah, sorry, buddy. Here's some cologne. I don't know what it is about John Carroll Lynch, aside from his his part in Zodiac. Whenever I see him in a movie, I just smile. And he plays it so well when he gives him the Macy's bag. And he's like, it's cologne. <laughs> in my mind, I was like, why is he? Or Because I knew, I knew it was going to happen. I was like, why is he ordering a Chardonnay? And then I see him down <laughs> it. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. <laughs> I was like, is he going to sit with this guy and drink with him after he breaks up with him? And then he just downs it. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. What about you, Brandon? God, um, I'd be given, uh, and she's not going to, she might listen to this, but I'd be giving away PETA. <laughs> If <laughs> the, Lindsay Lindsay can keep her, I'm just kidding, Peter. She listens. Know. She does. Antonio, no matter what Brandon was to ever do, are you gonna pull a bitch move like John Carroll Lynch, or are you just gonna be like bros before hoes? It's always bros before hoes. Why did you even ask him that? You knew the answer. It depends on the hoe, Antonio. I'm telling you, man. What's what's your <laughs> what's your beginning scene, Ryan? Oh, I forgot, uh, my, the shopping montage. From from him from the Velcro wallet and the lean. Oh yes, so oh good. True story. My the, dad the, has worn that same at minute at twenty <laughs> at, at the twenty one minute mark. I know for a fact my dad has the same exact yellow polo shirt, the jeans, and the New Balance, and the, and the same fucking haircut. <laughs> that was my dad. Same size, or it looks like he's like swimming in his clothes, but. The Velcro wallet just gets me every and single when time. He leans, yeah, when he leans in the second time that he opens it <laughs> in his face. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other honorable mention would have been, um, oh boy, it's just a divorce, not cancer. Oh my God. It's like, yeah, it's Bulldog from Frasier. For those <laughs> of you that, yeah. And he's like, oh, thank God. We all thought it, we, we heard you crying. We thought it was cancer. Like, it's okay, guys. It's <laughs> not cancer. Crying in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was cancer. Uh, middle of the movie, Dow, kick us off. Oh, so for me, I think the best scene in the middle is the PTA meeting. I think we've touched on that. Before the PTA meeting where they had their little moment, like uh, Emily and Cal, where obviously the chemistry is still there and they miss each other. And then you see Marissa Tomei and you're just like, this is about to go 
down and it, it doesn't disappoint. And there's a part of you that's like, maybe she'll be cool. Maybe she'll be cool. Nope. She will not be. She cool. writes asshole on the board and you're like, oh, my. like hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. You knew she wasn't going to be cool no. the moment she went home to Cal's apartment. But there's a part of you that hopes that maybe she'd be cool and then they'd wrap up their meeting. She would say something him to him and it would trigger. That's just dumb guy mentality. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, please, I know I screwed you over both figuratively and literally. Like, please just, just please just be cool. <laughs> oh, she's your wife now. <laughs> My favorite line of the whole movie, though, is in that scene. Which one? He's, she's an alcoholic. Oh my god! Because he tries to get away with it. He's just like five years sober, motherfucker. <laughs> Brandon, what's yours? Is that yeah? Probably the the uh, the the meeting, the parent teacher conference is probably the probably the best scene in the the middle of it. And Tony, what about you? You got one? I don't. I'm here for the main event. Oh, nice. Boy. He's ready. Go ahead, Ryan. Story. Go ahead. Yeah, Ryan. I'm I'm waiting. No, I mean you go with yours. Day. You go with yours. I don't have one. Okay, good. Ryan, go. I, I just, I put that there just to see if Amanda was actually going to do the outline and say what and put a bunch of shit. But honestly, even if I had done the outline, I want to know the story too. Go ahead. <laughs> Please. Okay. For the, for our listeners, Ryan put Hannah and Jacob's night together. Very reminiscent of mine and Amanda's first night together. <laughs> did you, did you catch her with a dirty dancing thing? Did you do the, pick, the lift? There was some dirty dancing. Did you but, uh, did you muddle oh did you muddle God, some cocktails up. and put on a nice LP? He did not do any of that. You know he's not classy. I did take my shirt off, and she was like, "You definitely need to find Photoshop." <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, to touch base real quick on on yours, Dal. It's such good writing and such good directing and storytelling to have a very important moment between Julianne Moore's character and Steve Carell's character where Steve Carell looks at her and, and he's beaming. You can tell that he just loves his wife and wishes everything was better and apologizes for diving out of the car and sure. not fighting for her. Sure. Like that's a very intense scene and, and automatically I'm sorry. No. Well, I was also going to say, and it's heartbreaking because he asks about David and she's like, Oh, that like, she's so embarrassed and she's so taken aback. She's like, oh, no, it didn't mean anything. And then she asks him, have you been dating? <laughs> and it just, I like, you could just feel it. You know what I mean? Right. Like the almost shame of it all. Or you could feel his shame. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it goes saying. back yeah. to like, th there's, there's, there's very few actors out there that when you feel what they feel, you can feel it as well. And that, mm -hmm. that's one that you definitely do feel. Hannah and Jacob's night together, it's... First off, fucking Josh Groban. Really? Yeah. Fucking Josh Groban. I admit, when I saw him, I laughed. I was like, is is that Josh Groban? The first time I saw this movie. Sure shit, it was. But she breaks up with Josh Groban's character, runs out, makes out with Ryan Gosling, takes him home. That whole scene, beautiful house, by the way. The, what's your move? It, it, breaks, it breaks like all the rules. There's nothing cliche about it. They just want to know, what's your move? And he does the... The dirty dancing thing, which is super cute. They cut to that. And then you think they're going to get it on. And the next thing you know, they're in a massage chair. And then they spend the rest of the night just like talking about. And there's so much vulnerability. Yeah. You find out about Ryan Gosling's character. You find out like, what does he do for a living? 
They don't yeah. mention it, but it, I think there's something along the lines of like he inherited a lot of money or something like that. And the reason I put it was very reminiscent of mine is because at the end of that scene, you know that that's the girl for him. And that was very reminiscent of my first night. With Amanda. Oh, that's oh, the sweetest. Amanda, dispute, go. <laughs> we need the real talk. I don't have any real talk. This but... isn't the fun table anymore. It's a real table. <laughs> Get real. That's Jada. She already took that. He's full of shit, though. That that hurts. That hurts. Nine women, Cal. Mm, You showed me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now he's uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) End of the movie. End of the movie. It's amazing. It is. Antonio, main event. Go for it. Backyard brawl. It's pretty good. Yep. That was mine. Mine too. How much better was it when you knew what was going on? Uh, it didn't really add to it. For mm. To me, uh, w- so the first time I remember watching it, I remember everything happening so fast. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I remember when Kevin Bacon shows up, I was like, oh, re- oh my God. Like if it couldn't be one more thing, here it comes. Julianne Moore's reaction to that was, was price. She's like, oh my, not now, please. Like not now, not now. <laughs> you left the sweater in your car. Last night. My favorite part of that whole brawl was when the <clears throat> the cops show up. Yes. And he says to keep it in the family. Yes. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> you. You recognize who that is, right? Antonio? The cop? Uh, no. That's Lance from Fast and Furious, the yeah. original. Yep. Shoots him up. Cool. Does, does the phone call scene count as the middle or the end of the movie? Where he's doing the lawn and she calls after her date with David. We'll we'll go with either, but go ahead and talk about it, Amanda. Well, we already we already talked about it, but that scene is really just heartbreaking, right? Because mm-hmm. there's times where you're in like a fight with your significant other or whatever it may be, and you're just like, I am so mad at them, but I need to talk to them so bad. So I'm just yes. gonna call them over something stupid and ask a dumb question and still pretend that I'm mad and then get off the phone. Yeah. Because you just need to hear their voice. Yeah, it's just reassuring, right? Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, do you have a different one? The speech scene is is good just because my man Robbie is still still loves Jessica. That's the real love story here. That's the real rom of this whole movie. <laughs> this movie is about Robbie. All the storylines are connected to Robbie and what he's going through. I have a hot take about Robbie. Don't you start. We'll have some fun with it. Yeah, sure. So deeper plot discussions. The first one I have is like, I feel like, I mean, obviously they had an amazing start to their relationship, but then like the idea of like complacency in relationship and how something so strong could kind of fade, right? And like how that happens. Anybody have any thoughts on that? We were so early on in our relationship when we saw this movie, but you can definitely tell that every real relationship has gone through that where you either at two different points, you kind of view your relationship in two different ways, but you do become complacent and it's not because you want to, it's because you take your partner for granted. Yeah. I think it just comes with time. You have to keep up effort the entire time, right? Like, and it was obvious, like he just like, he's just like, we're married. It's already a done deal. Yeah. You could tell they've had that that dinner countless times and it's pretty similar every time and and it wasn't enough for Julianne Moore, nor should it have been. So that brings me to my next my next one, which is like like how broken Cal was, because I know like 
through the whole movie, all he does is like blaming Julianne more for leaving. But like, in my opinion, she was the brave one in the relationship. He had obviously given up in so many ways. Like he, he addresses it at the PTA meeting where he's like, I should have fought for you. You should fight for your soulmate. And like, Every time she tries to talk about something real, like we talk about the car scene, that's so indicative of that. She's literally trying to like, she's like, please like talk to me. Like we haven't been right forever. And he just like jumps out of the car. Right. I don't know if this is a midlife crisis or what age you get those. In other words, she's, she's looking for almost like an excuse to say, Hey, tell me that I'm wrong. Show me that I'm wrong. Tell, you know, she gave him plenty of opportunity to, to say something. And he didn't. But also, she shouldn't have been out here fucking David Lindhog. Yeah, she exactly. Took, she, she took a coward's way out. She was emotionally checked out way before that. Obviously, like she's she, like she talks about it with David Lindhog. She's like, and you noticed I cut my hair, and that was so important. Like for her to feel that much emotional connection from that, just like illustrates how little she was getting in her current relationship. Yeah, she was lonely. She was, and yeah. you ha- you have to point out the little things like like the haircutting or like when you put nice new shelves in your plant cabinet, stuff like that. But Brandon, I do agree with you. Wait, what is that a reference to? That was today. That's, I sent, that's real talk. That's real talk, Brandon. I sent a text to Amanda. I was like, oh, the new shelves look cute. And she was like, oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was keeps like, the fire alive. You didn't order lunch yet? <laughs> <laughs> that's such an Amanda move. Like, I love you, but here's this little jab. Yeah. Jab. But Brandon, I agree. When Julianne Moore says, who are you? Like to him outside of the P after the PTA meeting, I, I kind of thought, bitch, this is all because of you and David fucking Linhagen. Like we wouldn't be here. But when you take a step back and kind of look at everything, you're like, it's on you too, buddy. Yeah. It's there's always two people in a relationship, right? Right. How inappropriate was Jessica's relationship with the two Weaver men? <laughs> It wasn't that inappropriate until she sent photos. So I forgot about this scene in the movie. And when I realized that she was printing photos and putting them in an envelope, I felt confused. Like, why didn't you send those through your cell phone like a normal person? But I don't know about 2011. Did we do that back then? I think we did. And those would be low res photos back in the day. That's nicer for you, though. Pixelized (laughs) boobs. Not for the men, but for the women. (laughs) For the women folk. I would agree with you. She also was about to confess to Cal that she had a crush on him in the very first scene, but he cuts her off. He's, she's like, I've developed this little crush. And she's like, he's like, can you please not tell your parents about me and Mrs. Weaver? Like he's not even listening to her. Yeah. Yeah. Did we need the Jessica Robbie plotline? Yes. Why? Why did we need that plotline? It fuels the whole movie. That's what fuels this movie. It's yep. a parallel to the the divorce about fighting for the one you love. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of the graduation speech to begin with. You needed all of that buildup to get to that point. I mean, yes, you're right. It's what I just <laughs> like I, the, the graduation part, which I think the ending of this movie is probably the weakest part of this movie. But I just kept going like, wh- why do we need this plot line? The, yeah, I guess it just shows that we needed three different levels of love. We needed Cal's, Jacob's and Robbie's like versions of love. I mean, I think, I think Robbie's though drives this thing. You know, he says to his dad at one point when they're tossing the ball around, like, yes, he needs, he needs a little, he he needs a grand gesture. He needs to see something from his dad. Yeah. Yeah. To be inspired. Right. And I think that that inspires Cal to do the mini golf thing, which puts him at the house, which puts Hannah there. And and Jacob and then David and it kind of it it that I guess, 
I guess what just rubbed me the wrong way about that was his reaction to when finding out that, yeah, okay, dude, yes, you're 13 and you like this 17 year old girl and the 17 year old girl has a crush on your dad, but don't treat your dad like shit right after. Like he didn't I think know. you forgot it what it's like to be a teenager and how quickly a emotion or a decision is made without any thought behind it. Perhaps. One of the most important lines in the entire PTA meeting is this. When Cal's like, hey, you fight for your soulmate, or at least that's what my 12-year-old told me. And that came from the baseball scene. I'm not saying we don't need Robbie. I'm saying the plot line between him but and the baby. But you need some relationship for him to give that advice. <sighs> okay. Hey, it was just a question. Sure, sure. <laughs> you want to move on to the next yeah, one? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So my next question is, better Ryan Gosling performance, this or Jarrett Bennett? That Do is you tough. feel it? I'm jacked. I'm jacked to the tits. <laughs> Do you smell that? Yeah. Money. I don't know who Jared Bennett is. Opportunity. <gasps> Big short? Oh, I don't remember. I didn't know that was how, how How racially offensive do you take it down when he's like, you see that? That's my quant. Look at him. He looks <laughs> my- different. <laughs> Look at his eyes. What, his name's him? Yang. <laughs> He won a math competition in China. Yeah. It's like, actually, I got second. But Jared likes to say that. <laughs> I have to say, I think his performance in, in The Big Short was better. That's probably one of my all-time favorite performances for, for Ryan Gosling. So my next one was, the line, be better than the gap, did that cause the downfall of the chain? Because mm. after this movie, I was like, I don't want to shop at the gap anymore. That's for losers. I didn't want to fall into the gap anymore. Yeah. So now I just buy 407s and... Fish, fish shirts. You might be onto something. I don't know. I have to check the stock prices and see what it says post twenty eleven. <laughs> so Hannah and Jacob are drinking at his house, like straight whiskey, and it's a bottle of Pappy Twenty Year. Bro, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So I was like, for those of you that don't know, if you were to try to buy this bottle off secondary, like if you could find it in a store for retail, which you never can, it's like $160. If you try to buy this bottle off secondary, it's like thousands, like not just 1000, like thousands. He must really, really like her. Well, tell the audience, babe, what I gave you to drink our first. (gasps) What did you give me to drink? (laughs) That's what I was waiting for. That's the exact reaction I wanted. Tito's and lime. <laughs> wow. This classy. This is the love story that they should have done. Classy <laughs> as fuck. You guys want to get us some rewards real quick? Let's do it. Let's run through these. The Toby Maguire, Jordana Brewster Award. Antonio, who you got? Josh Groban. I don't like <laughs> him, but I think he does such a good job of being like that guy. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily know if that I would give him that award. Do you have someone else in mind? I don't know. That's the problem is like, yeah, this cast is so amazing. So you got to give it to somebody. You can't like, you think about the secondary characters. We've already talked about the, the like Jessica's dad. We've talked about Liz. Like every character is just so good in their role, right? They really are. Maybe, maybe the Weaver's smallest child. Joey yeah. King. She was terrible in this. Little yeah, Gypsy Rose. It, she didn't have anything though, right? Like when they casted her, someone realized they're like how her and Emma Stone kind of look somewhat similar. Like not, they don't look alike, but you could almost tell that they could be related. So if you notice, you don't see her face until Hannah meets the entire, or Hannah comes in and and the twist is revealed. If you watch, if you go through the movie, every quick shot 
of the of the littlest child, you don't see a full on face. You see a profile. You see a quick cutaway. But that was the reason why we're like it may give away the twist of the movie. Hmm. Interesting. All right, the Alonzo Harris Award for the best scene. I picked the bar scene where Jacob's trying to pull the family back together and Cal gives that absolutely heartbreaking speech about how he's not good enough for Hannah. And and he's like, listen, I love her. And then he does the sarcastic, like, tell me, tell me about your love. And you know that Jacob felt a connection to Cal that he hadn't felt with like an older male in probably his whole life. And it was just so heartbreaking to watch and he keeps his cool like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but like you can just tell he's like he's cut deep antonio what about you i got the speech at the junior high graduation um cal or yeah cal the kid cal cal speech yeah i enjoy the speech i understand what they're going for 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 all the way around when it comes to cal and it comes to robbie i just have a feeling like in in the real world They'd be like, who the fuck is this guy trying to take over an eighth grade graduation? Yeah. Really, dude? You're gonna I'd be do like, this- what the heck is going on here? Yeah. Mine is going to be is the Cal and Emily phone scene when she calls about the pilot light. And you see the realization that she, oh, what, what does she want to talk about? Oh, well, I'm in the basement. And you see him look at her. And you're not in the basement. And yeah, and you lift the gray door. And there's a little button that says push. Yeah. Okay. Now put the door back. Like he just goes through the motions and you see him choking up and you see his eyes start to water. It, it's just so well acted. Like there's no other way to put it. It's the moment he knew that he still had a chance. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Brandon, do you have one? Yeah. I'm going to probably agree with Antonio. Um, the ending scene, dirty dancing scene. Also really good. That is a good one. I, I think, well, I was going to say the phone scene, but Dow kind of talked me into the bar scene. <laughs> the way the way that Steve Carell is very direct in what he's saying, but it still feels very subtly hurtful. Oh, yeah. And to watch Ryan Gosling play out that hurt role is really, really an interesting thing to watch. It's a tie for me. You both win. The AC Law the Fourth Award. I'm going to say it's Liz. Okay, Liz is a fucking gem. She's good. Let me tell you why I think... I went with Robbie when I talked about you down, which one I think you are. I think Liz... Liz is very much like you. She's She was the, the, the representation of what Emma Stone needed to know and hear so that she could recognize her self-worth. And sometimes you do that for me. And then I don't know whatever really happened to her. Mm, she was in a show on Fox. I think it was called Red Light or Green Light or something. And it was with Roy from, uh, the, from office. the Office. Oh. But I don't remember her in anything else. So I picked Marissa Tomei. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this like the revival of her career? Um, I'm going to be a movie nerd and say no. I would say that was 2008's The Wrestler. But okay. Be- but before... But it's one of the roles that got her back into it. What you're yeah, saying is we're going to get an AC Law of the Fourth revival at some point. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Coaching. Come on, buddy. Hey, Josh Carter's still playing. I don't understand why he can't. What? Josh Carter's playing overseas, though. Overseas. Okay. Then, okay. Him and I are friends on Facebook. I don't know how I got accepted, but I did like 20 years or like 15 that years That should ago. tell you that all you need to know that he's not that famous. 
That cuts deep, dude. Yeah, but it's real. That's it that's deeper true. than Corel and Gosling right there. That that's a Liz comment. Yeah, it <laughs> it's is. true. Trump, Trump, Josh Groban. You can do way better. Anybody else have an AC Law the Fourth Award nomination? Uh, Leo Tipton. <laughs> fair. Yeah, that, I mean that's fair. Top model, er, uh, America's top model, next top model. This and then I haven't seen them in anything else. You Was gotta, she in Zombieland or not Zombieland? What's the What's the movie where warm there's warm bodies? Zombies? Yeah, warm bodies. Yeah, yeah. She and then Two Night Stand as well with Miles Teller. War Dogs coming soon. Um, the Mark Wahlberg Award for the best acting performance. Who do you got, Antonio? I got my guy Ryan Gosling. What is it about him? Do you want to be like Jacob? Yes. <laughs> I want to be like Jacob. You guys want to know something very interesting yes. about Ryan Gosling? So his first major role was The Notebook, right? Yes. He was chosen for The Notebook because he wasn't handsome. <gasps> first two choices were Tom Cruise <sighs> and Justin Timberlake, but they were too handsome. And Nick Cassavetti said, Ryan Gosling, because he's not handsome. Blasphemy. That's who I want. Which is crazy because you look at him here and he looks like he's photoshopped. I could see Nick Cassavetes being like, Ryan Gosling, ugly. Let's put him in there. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times through this movie. Yes, he's, he's a great actor and he did an amazing job in this movie. But you still couldn't stop or like you couldn't help but be like, man, he's good looking. Yeah. <laughs> man. Man. He's really good looking. Yeah. The, the scruff, the tan, just the hair, everything. You're, that was perfect. I also want to give a little like honorable mention to Julianne Moore only because I don't think they gave her a lot to do, but does anybody come away from this movie or in the middle of the movie being like that bitch? I, I can't say that I've seen this movie and been like, I hate Julianne Moore. Like how fucking dare she? Like we understand what she did was wrong and we don't like her, but we don't necessarily hate her for it because I think she pulls off what dialogue they do give her. And like the scenes with David Linhagen, it's very awkward. The scenes with her son, she's like, you could tell she's a great mom. Like she she listens to her kids, she talks to her kids. So I just little little shout out to Julianne Moore's character. I thought she, I thought yeah. she did really good. She did. She awesome. she helped you or she made you feel sympathy for her, even though she technically was the one who did something in a lot of people's eyes unforgivable. And because of that, I had to give her a little shout out. Let's go into some quotes real quick and a couple other little, like, little favorite scenes that are notable. Antonio, what you got? Uh, the only one I really want to touch up is the 230 would have been sufficient without the sarcastic tone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> sorry for being a dick. When he first gets to the bar and he's like, he's talking to the girl and he's like, he like literally like knocks his hand on the bar and he's like, Hey, my wife's sleeping with David Linhagen, and then like he says something to the to the like the bartender, and he looks back and he's like, "Oh, you're 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 not there anymore." And he's like, "You wouldn't ignore me if I was David Linhagen. <laughs> my wife doesn't ignore, ignore David Linhagen. She screws him." <laughs> like, it's like, oh my god. Um, I also had uh, when when they're buying the clothes, and he's like, "Do you want to hear something meaner than that?" And then, like, he goes into, like, you lost, like, the reason your wife slept with somebody else is because of you lost your manhood a long time ago. And he's like, yeah, you're right. That's way meaner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one scene, one Robbie line that I really liked was when he was looking up the mom's crying in bed or whatever. And then Julianne Moore's like, do those parental controls work at all? And he's like, they work for me. <laughs> I really thought of Antonio when I watched that scene. 
Because <laughs> that sounds like a response he would give to that. Agreed. Um, the first and- one, the first one you wrote down. We haven't talked about that. How about oh, we the- just? How about we just shout out what we both want? One, oh yeah, yeah, two, yeah. Three creme brulee. Or <laughs> yeah, you, we'll do. We'll, we'll cut that real quick. Okay, I'll say I want a divorce. You say creme brulee. Okay. When they when they're at dinner and they're just like, all right, I can't decide. Well, I'll count three to say what you want. One, two, three. I want. A I divorce. want a divorce. God, what the fuck? Oh my bad. What are I was you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, guys. It's a bit. Not really. We just don't know what we're doing. We got to practice that, and nobody's listening to anybody right now. It's true. I'm listening. Um, one of my favorite quotes <laughs> when the cop goes, "Which one of you is David Lynn Hagen?" and all of them. Hagen, because they've <laughs> all heard it so many times. And even when Bernie sees David Linhagen, he's he drops the scaffold thing, and he's just like this motherfucker too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? When when he takes off his shirt, Emma Stone, seriously, it's like your Photoshop. I remember that being in the trailer, and I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be good. Yeah. Um, and then of course, like the most gut wrenching one of all is when he really like deep down, he just says it. He's like, I should have fought for you. Like that's that's deep, 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 deep. This is a new little segment. Real quick, I have a few questions. A little surprise. Um, oh, great. Yeah, these are all going to be surprise ones. Is Ryan Gosling's character problematic? Just simple yes or no. No. In what way? I'm just going to go with no. In 2011, I wouldn't have thought that the deal between Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, their first meeting, I wouldn't have thought that was creepy at all. But maybe because we've kind of move forward a little bit in in how we interact with people and give people like space and whatnot. I think maybe that was a little bit. I, don't, I disagree as a woman. I disagree, but. So would you feel the same way if it was Forrest Whitaker doing this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's hitting you with the Forrest Whitaker eye and he's also. Deception. Exactly. If it's <laughs> okay. Like, I dig the raspy voice. That's very foreign of you. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm taking my car then. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying, but she didn't fall for it, right? Like, it's not like he's, he, he's not forcing her. Do you want to come home with me? Me? <laughs> oh, I'm just that one. Brandon, real quick, I had a question for you. Off top of your head, pitch me a sequel for this movie. Oh, God, okay, so fast forward a little bit of time, and uh, this time it's uh, it's Jacob going through the breakup. Him and Hannah have spent you know, five years together, and Jacob needs to get his groove back now that he's sing- a, a single guy. So he, ch- he turns to his old friend Cal to try and remember the ways of picking up women, and they start out by going to the bar, and Jacob just doesn't have it anymore. He's uh, he's he's been domesticated. He tucks his shirt in. He's shopping at the Gap, and he's got a uh, he's got New Balance on. And Cal's not having it. Cal wants him to remember what it's like in the old days. But Cal's gonna have to pick between. L- l- yeah, let's Hannah l- l- and Jacob. Let, let, let's change it to Hannah died. Oh wow. shit! Wow. Okay. Because first of all, that's the only way that Cal would help him. Like Hannah has to be dead in this scenario. In every divorce, you got to pick a side. So Hannah's like, you know what? Help him because she just sees that he's moping around and she's not getting back together mm. with him. She's just she she's had it with him. So they go out 
that he picks up a couple of women and he realizes that Hannah's the only one for him. And with Robbie's help, he gets her back. But I'll first he's got to go through the, he's got to go through picking up women with Cal. Hollywood could make that movie. Oh, I'm sorry. There's one other quote that I wanted to say real quick. When, when the babysitter asked that random girl about what she should do. And then she tells him and then she goes, you can't say anything. And she goes, my lips are. Yeah. Oh my God. That was yeah. Should we be concerned that that girl is sleeping with older men though? Someone yes. should tell her. Parents. Brandon, that's not our concern. A <laughs> couple more questions. <laughs> what happens in the last five movies in the last five minutes of this movie? Is that illegal? Jessica giving Robbie the envelope. She's 17. Yes. No. <laughs> Yes, but it's a no. big age gap, right? Can yeah, you, but can is it illegal? What state are they in? Is it illegal? I would go with no. 17? How old is he, 13? He's 13. Yeah. Well, I thought you could get in trouble for just trading picks. I mean, I'm not a teacher. I don't know these kids trade trade the sexes all day. So I tell you what. The, 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 like, the panic that I've felt when a kid's like, Mr. Dow, let me show you what I did this weekend. And then they're like, hold on, let me look real quick. And I'm like, don't show me anything don't go through your photos because like, they're don't sifting see through yeah they're sifting through i'm like let's don't just not type like one just, too many to yeah, the left just right tell me i don't need any video or photographic evidence of anything because that's not admissible in court if you just tell me <laughs> uh one last little bit of information about the movie steve carell actually hated the title of the film he oh. thought what are five college guys gonna go do they're gonna go and go see a five tickets for crazy stupid love so Fun fact about that, five of us in college absolutely bought tickets to go see Mean Girls, so his theory is debunked. Amen. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. That won't happen at some point. Um, last question. It won't or it will? It, it will happen it will. at some point. It okay. will definitely happen at some point. Last question. If it's not, I'm quitting. No. I'm waiting. Last question. Um, is Amanda the perfect combination of sexy and cute? Stop. Why? Who are you asking that to? Oh, wait, who, which one of us is supposed to answer that? A- any of y'all. Stop. Well, I'm just joking. It, it would have been better if you would have told us to ask you. Right. Hey, Ryan. You <laughs> what you got, Dow? Nothing. <laughs> We're not going to do recommendations. We're just going to do ratings. We're going to do a rapid fire because this thing is going to be kind of long. So ratings. Antonio, what's your rating? Three. Ooh, I like it. Next. That's no, actually, no, no. I'm, wait a minute. Oh, I'm yeah. surprised ab- about how positive. Your three that, was like uh, emphatic. Yeah. You said quick. I'm pleasantly surprised by sure. your by your three at all. Hey, don't confuse him. He picked a three. Next. <laughs> You're going to make him change his answer. No. See, he, he rated it a three, and then you opened his mouth, and he worried if he should have given it a three. I No. No. <laughs> he opened his mouth, and now she's doubting. Yeah, she now she's doubting whether yeah. she wants to sleep with you or not. Yeah. Learn something from the movie, guys. Come on. Dow, what's your rating for this movie? Four. Your not first four. No. Second four. Father of the Bride. I agree with Amanda. I think this, for me, this is like a top like three rom-com. I like, I like, I was so excited to do this movie. I love it. Like one of my favorite things about comedies is when they're a little dark and real, right? Like Little Miss Sunshine, all these things. Like there's so many real aspects of like relationships. Like that's why I asked the question about like complacency and relationships. That's a really real thing, you know, and that's something. It's got a lot more depth than a lot of Exactly. So that's, um, for me, I put this as a four. Amanda, what you got? Same. Just whatever Dow said times two. <laughs> Brandon? So she gives it an eight. She gives it an eight. I'm, I'm giving it a four as well. Ooh, look at this. Ooh. I'm giving it a four. I absolutely love this movie. One of my favorite movies in the last 10 years that's come out. 
Um, you guys want to do a quick little FMK rapid Let's fire? Do it. All right, rapid fire, rapid fire. Shout it out. Whoever shouts out first, we're gonna go with Jacob David Cal. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. You fuck Jacob. No, I'm sorry. You fuck David. You marry Jacob. You kill Cal. Hundred percent. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Are you? You're fucking serious? Yeah. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Go, Amanda. Yeah, what's your Rapid fire. Oh, shit. Now I don't know. <laughs> I think Antonio might be right. No, you absolutely. <laughs> okay, you, then go, Ryan. You fuck Jacob. No, you, I'm going to marry that. Mm-mm. You marry Cal because he'll. Oh, actually, okay. Oh, fuck. Now I think about it. Jacob's, Jacob's giving a chick Pappy 20 on the first date. Do you know what I'm getting for the rest of my life? You fuck Cal. $2,500 massages. You Thank fuck you. Cal. Because the nose plays. You marry Jacob. You kill fucking David Linhagen. Now, if it was Kevin Bacon. Wait yeah, a minute. I got to go with that one. Too. Thank no, you, Brandon. because Marissa Tomei had to go downstairs for 45 Whoa. minutes because he was nervous. Lest we forget. I heard forget, that line. Lest we forget. Burned in my brain. No thanks. Not fucking that. I feel like I'm learning a lot about Ryan tonight. No, the pause when you were like, I remembered that line because, and I was like, Oh, don't you say it. <laughs> the pores opened up and I was like, oh, God, wait a minute. Well, now we got to get it out. There. No, 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 there's no. no story. Thank you. I'm just kidding. Oh, that's sweet. Hannah, Kate, <laughs> Hannah, Kate, Emily, you got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. This is tough. Actually, we're fucking Emily. We're marrying Hannah. We're killing Kate, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Initially, Brandon, that's what I wanted, but I'm going to swap them. You are definitely going to, you're going to fuck Kate. I'm sorry. Yes, you're going to fuck Kate. You're going to marry Hannah and you're going to kill Emily. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to kill Julianne Moore, but I really would. I don't know how you can't, Marissa. I don't know how you about to do that, man. Dude. Have you seen Julianne Moore? I've had a crush on Julianne Moore since nine months. The movie, not me being nine months. <laughs> All right, last one, last one. We're doing this one because I can't believe we didn't talk about it, but the opening scene that you meet Liz, Real upsetting. Conan O'Brien, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. I'm out on all three because I hate them all. Colbert all is... Dylan. Stan, I can stand Colbert, but Conan and Fallon, man, I hate those guys. Okay, so for a right-winger like you, Brandon, Hannity, Tucker... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Glenn Beck, go. I'm going to kill Jimmy Fallon no matter what. It's just... A, yes. Yeah. Yes. I cannot stand Jimmy Fallon. See, I think uh, you marry Colbert and you fuck Conan. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think that's the way it goes. I think that's the way you got to go. It. It's the only way. Hey, Tony, you got anything different? No. That, that's it. Crazy Stupid Love. It's a great movie. Fun for the whole family. Try to keep it all in the family. <laughs> I, I almost feel like that was improvised and that laugh was real. Like that was a Ryan Gosling laugh. That yeah. was not a. Uh, and then Steven. And then, of course, like he doesn't miss a beat. And he's like, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Sorry for all the technical difficulties. I'm glad we figured it out. Appreciate you guys next week. Next week. I think we're doing. I think we're doing Talladega Nights next week. Really? Shake and bake, boy. I wow. think that's on Wait there. a minute. Are we really? Another romantic comedy between two leading characters.